ia te a te a taka ia te pai pai wa o uru mai te utupoto te ware kōrero e tū nei. Kia ora. welcome to Change Channel, a space to share tupuna wisdom, Māori ancestral knowledge with you and the world. Tēnā, wakarongo mai. Nō te ipureo tēnei kawenga o te pai pai wa o a Chase Channel. Inumia te kōrero. Chase Channel is brought to you by Te Ipurao. Pukipuki a te pō, pōpoi a te pō, pōpō, kāo kāo, kāwatea. Kia ora tātou katoa. Kia ora everybody, Che Wilson here from Che's channel Te Pai Pai Waho. Uh, and had a break last week and I forgot to put that up to let everybody know uh, that I was having a break and um, was too busy doing this tonight um, after basketball to realise that it had gone past nine o'clock. Well, no, I'm here and I thought I'd get back into things. Uh, and before I get back into things, as I wait for people to join, uh, just uh, thought I'd touch base. It's been a pretty busy um, month and... Uh, yeah, I thought I'd take a break last week and just to uh, catch up on everything and hope everybody's well. Bueno, uh, I've been going through a session with you around talking to and reading the environment. And uh, tonight's session is about what does this all mean? <clears throat> I've talked about different birds, different plants, and as I've been driving over the weekend, uh, I've noticed uh, how much the rewarewa is in bloom. And I noticed that about a month ago, the rewarewa had started to bloom uh, in different parts of the country that I've been to, and which is the native honeysuckle. Uh, and uh, when the rewarewa blooms, it's always a sign of um, if it blooms early, it's always a sign of a long summer. But what I really actually want to talk about is how we better understand and can interpret these different things. And I've deliberately been sharing you, uh, sharing with you, some key uh, tohu, which all about what's happening with our environment. And this will probably be the fourth summer in a row that will be long and dry and yep um those of you in different parts of the country where it's wet are probably going well i can't see any sun at the moment um, but all of the tohu that nature is telling us is in line with the el nino la nina effect that's um being uh shared at the moment in particular la nina uh and and what that is, they've, they've been talking about that for almost 30 years now, and it's the changes in the Pacific which um, impact in South South America, but they've now used that for the whole Pacific, so we talk about it as well. Uh, and, and the thing is, is that what's happening is that our environment is talking to us uh again i'm seeing uh, in different parts of the country th this week 
uh, how prolific the ho-ho continues to flower, even though it started flowering in June. So that's almost six months of one plant flowering throughout the country. And yeah, you can allow for some variation, uh, but also uh, for it to be almost six months of variation just doesn't match up. Uh, in addition, the Puawananga has flowered longer than it would normally flower. The Pikiarero, uh, which of all of these plants I've talked about, uh, the Pikiarero um, hasn't been as prolific as the Puawananga. Uh, and 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 now the Rewarewa, as I, as I ref, reflect on the Rewarewa, because when you see the Rewarewa and the Rata in bloom in November on the Wanganui River, that's telling you that it's going to be a hot, long summer. Uh, however, the Rewarewa has been blooming around Taumarunui and even up and towards... Um, as you go up country, it doesn't get to the mountain, but as you go up up in altitude, as far as it can go, uh, it's in bloom, which are all signs of change. And so, as I've referred to, it's about how do we build a relationship? How do we note the observations, uh, either mentally or start to record them? Because let's remember, science is the study of observation. And so our tupuna were scientists. And they they noted those observations either mentally or they recorded them in song or various chants so that it would be remembered. When this happens, this is the result. When this happens, this is the result. And so all of that helps to guide us and helps us to better understand um, how we can prepare and so I thought I'd just share with you um, what it all means. You know, the birds as they arrive, the kawakawa is already here. I've heard some people saying that the pipi Haraud was here too. Um, I saw the kuaka in the weekend and the kuaka has been here for a little while now. Uh, so all of the different signs help tell us and help pre-warn us. So I've referred in the past, it's not that, Papatuanuku or the forest, Tani Mahuta, going to say, hello, my mokopuna, this is what's happening. No. <laughs> no. But what they do do is the way they talk to us is by the way you, you observe the changes. And those changes can then help you to be better prepared. And as we look at the stars, they're at least a constant for now. Uh, we look at the stars and you link the stars and the moon to what's happening on the land and then what's arriving here from uh, abroad, the different manu, etc., and the different ika, that builds up a picture. And people might say, well, you're from the mountain. You're not really a coastal person. I've heard you say that you're not really into the sea. And that's correct. However, if I analyse my own people's waiata, from the mid-1960s onwards, we didn't refer to the sea as much. But all our waiata prior to that, the sea was ever-present in everything we, everything we sung and prayed about, which tells me how much our tūpuna migrated between coast and inland. 
One, I know that because of the stories that have passed on, but no matter where you were, they would move with the kai. And you know, you still get that in, in some places, especially in the South Island. Our Ngaitahu and Ngāti Māmoi relations, they will continuously uh, migrate um, for the kai. Uh, and many of them will go bush or go to island <laughs> um, for a, at least a month at a time to go birding and all of those different things. And so these are all good signs um, to help us better understand. I can see he's a partai. Going to have a look at this. Absolutely. So here's, here's a question here from um, Tikawa Rob, who was on my Taito Talks a, a few weeks ago. Uh, and he's saying, is, is the cons consistent extended periods of flowering putting stress on, on those rako, putting stress on those areas? I would say absolutely because different nutrients are required for different phases of growth and if you have if you're continuously flowering and flowering that puts extra stress extra pain onto the ngahere and when you think about ngahere ngahere here all of the joins and so that symbiotic connection the interconnection within the ngahere relies on each other and when one is taking too much of too much uh, of the modi for it to continue to flower, or too much of the energy, too much of the nutrients, that's putting a pressure point on the others. And what will start to happen, and this is just one of my theories that I've been working on, is you'll start to probably by by um late December, early January, you'll start to smell a funny pong in the ngahere if it's getting too dry. And normally, in a bad year, that might come in late February, early March. But, but just based on what's happening, that pong might happen. And, and that, that pong, that stench, that smell... Uh, is actually the Ngahere crying. It's crying out for water. Because normally its ground is so so moist that it doesn't need to cry. But when you smell that pedo, that stench, it's the Ngahere crying. Again, it's another way for the environment to talk to us. Um... I haven't planned any of the corridor tonight. I'm just looking at these different. Oh, chetuaiti, I'm just looking at some of the partai. So I just wanted to share this because what it does, it puts pressure on those plants that are overperforming, as well as the plants that also require to flower and then go back into, then change its form, so that the next one can flower or the next one can fruit, whatever. Um, but with this overextension, it's putting pressure, and it may even put pressure on the quality of the rongoa that then comes out of those different trees and the plants that are connected to it. So, Kati, <clears throat> uh, I'll probably change theme next week, uh, unless there's enough questions for me to just wrap things up.
but I just wanted to just wanted to share as I've been traveling around the country and as I've been focusing in on this topic of talking to and with the environment, how do we then start to interpret and understand what what's the meaning of all of this? Why is it important? Why are the names important? Because the names then help guide what we do, when we do it, and why. So, Katiaki, one more question. Kia ora, Matt. Um, so, the question is uh, Māori had the maramataka uh, to read the seasons, to read the natural world. What did our Pacifica cousins had, have? They had the maramataka. Might be called a different thing, but it was Hina or Sina, uh, uh, who who is paramount throughout the Pacific. Which is why, when we um, when our tupuna that came on 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 the the waka when they arrived here, that's why it didn't take long for them to connect because they already had a system to read. And I know this because our cousins, our direct cousins, who live in the northern hemisphere, above the equator, i.e. Hawaii, um, they will have la ao, uh, ole, ole ole pao, um, and so it's kore kore, kore kore pao, which means to finish, um, uh, and la ao nui, uh, that's rakau nui, and uh, uh, hoaka, that's hoata, Got a very good friend called Huaka. Uh, and so all of those different names are already there. So they use the maramatanga as well. And um, even talking with one of my good um, Tongan Tokalaon friends, uh, her mum's Tongan, her dad's Tokalaon. And so she's been active in the revival uh, and the recording of their form of uh, maramataka, all based on the moon. Uh, and so her dad, uh, Filippo, um, Louis, he's been um, active in um, reviving and teaching uh, how to read the moon, uh, how to read the seasons uh, from a Tokelaon perspective as well. So, Kati, I think that's enough for us to tonight. Uh, and just wanted to connect. Sorry it's late, um, but makere at the moment. Hoeno, uh, Take care, everybody. Uh, Taiti Talks this week. Better find a manuhiri to talk to me. Oh, actually, I'll be at a wānanga, so I'll find somebody from there. Stay warm, stay dry. E tautoko, made with support from Tipuni Kokiri. Na Puro Jerome, na Puro. Soundtracks from Puro Jerome.